Storm Bowling Products, the bowler's company, presents the Collegiate Spotlight with Coach K. Storm's technical director, Steve Klimkin, also known as Coach K, and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce you to a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us today on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight is Chris Villa. Chris bowled collegiately for Notre Dame College. Chris edged out defending Team USA Trials champion Cameron Doyle 219 to 212 to clinch his title back in January in Las Vegas. Chris, Tim Berg and Coach K. Steve Klemkin here. Thanks for hopping on with us. Uh, thank you for having me. All right. Well, Chris, you graduated from Notre Dame College, college up in northern Ohio. You've now had some great success as an adult, so let's talk about just, first off, the transition from collegiate bowling to adult bowling and how you were able to make that and, you know, frankly, make that very seamless. I think it was, you know, it was important that uh, a lot of the talent that I bowl against in college is, uh, you know, I mean, it's very good. Uh, so, you know, I, I had plenty of uh, uh, competition in, in college, and I think that geared me up towards the... Um, you know, the adult ranks. And Chris, would you say that because you're bowling against a lot of the same guys, there's really not that big of an intimidation factor, I guess you could put it. I mean, it's not like you're going out there and you're like, Oh wow, I'm bowling against Pete and Walter and Norm and et cetera. You're bowling against guys that you bowled with at these collegiate meets. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, um, it's a familiar territory. So, um, it, you know, it's kind of the same feeling as the college tournament and, um, so it's just, yeah, it uh, definitely settles the nerves down. Hey, tell us, uh, tell us a little bit, just kind of going back to high school and, uh, you know, about maybe just kind of the earlier years, you know, when you started bowling, maybe how you got into bowling, and then, uh, you know, what, what inspired you to, to, to take a bigger commitment to the sport and, and uh, you know, pick a college and, and get involved with, uh, with Notre Dame College? Uh, well, I started bowling when I was one. Uh, you know, I started way back. You know, I, I'd always, I'd always go with my dad when he bowled leagues, and you know, we'd stay after, and he'd let me bowl a game. And uh, you know, I was always, you know, too small to pick up the ball myself. So, you know, I'd either have to use, you know, two hands, or you know, he would have to help me out. And it kind of ended up just morphing into, you know, kind of how I throw it today. So, uh, it's kind of just been a long, a uh, long transition into, uh, into what it's become today, but. Uh, my whole family's bold, so I think it's kind of just, you know, part of my blood. And, um, you know, I was offered the, I was offered a scholarship up at Notre Dame, and, you know, I, I took it, and, you know, it was a great school up there, and I was, you know, I was very happy with my experience. Were you, were you always a two-hander? Did you grow up bowling two-handed, or you said that kind of developed a little over time? Yeah, I was always a two-hander. So, Chris, as uh, as you grow a little bit older, are you noticing or what are you doing to keep yourself in your body in shape? Because that's one of the things that we hear from people that are two-handed is that, well, it's great right now, but try doing it when you're in your 30s or close to 40. Is, it, is your body going to be able to hand up? So what are you doing to, and obviously you're staying in shape, looking at you, you hit the gym quite a bit. What are you able to do and what are you doing to stay in shape, though? Well, uh, first off, I think Jason's kind of disproving that theory that once you're in your 30s, that it's not going to work so well. And you know, I think he's doing all right out there. Um, but yeah, for myself, you know, I'm just you know making sure you know I watch what I eat the best I can, and you know just trying to you know keep my body as healthy as possible. 
um, you know, so far it's it's definitely proven a a big factor in you know the long the long competitions that I'm able to uh, you know just go out there and you know give it 100 percent every shot and not feel tired. You know, and you just mentioned you know Jason Belmonte and and he was recently named uh, the PBA. Uh, player of the year for the third year in a row and then uh, our PBA rookie of the year was also a, a two-hander from the other side of the lane uh, Jesper Svensson so you know what do you take from that does that uh, does that just kind of confirm uh, you know did you ever take any uh, uh, get any comments and, and unsolicited coaching tips growing up that hey that's not how you're supposed to bowl that's not the way to do it do you get any kind of inspiration from you know from seeing uh, as far as, uh, you know, you're looking at the highest level from the PBA, and uh, we have the player of the year and rookie of the year, both um, two-handed players this year. Yeah, I think I think there's pretty much everyone had some sort of comment, at least uh, growing up, and you know, every two-hander had at least a comment growing up from someone saying, you know, that's not the right way to, you know, to play the game. It's not the right way to throw it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I definitely had my fair share of it, and, you know, I stuck to it, and you know, I was having fun when I was younger, and I, you know, I always took bowling seriously. But you know, once I got to the later high school ranks and you know, early into college, I was really, you know, taking it full force. And you know, I just, you know, I stuck with it because you know, I was, um, I was, you know, pretty good at it. So, yeah, you know, I just felt that was the best way for me to knock all ten pins down, and you know, it's. Nothing in the rules says you can't do it, so why not? So, Chris, I'm reading here that you're also a USBC Level 1 certified coach. Talk about how you're helping other folks give back to the game, whether that be two-handed or one-handed. Uh, yeah, absolutely. There's you know, there's some uh, younger kids and even kids my age um, back home that I, you know, I help you know, every once in a while, you know, once a week or so that you know, I'll, I'll get them out on the lanes and make sure their, you know, timing's good and, you know, forms were, forms all right. Um, I also uh, help out with a clinic uh, once every year um, back in my, for my uh, county association back home. Uh, we host, you know, the youth, uh, youth kids that want to come out. Um, it's, you know, more and more uh, every year that I go out, there's more and more two-handers. So it's, um, it's definitely a good sight to see. Um, so, you know, I'm just trying to help out as much as I can and, you know, grow the sport as much as possible. Well, you also, you know, besides just growing the sport, you know, you've had um, uh, quite an amazing start here to, to 2016. And uh, let's maybe kind of tell us a little bit about your time there in Vegas and, and what, uh, during their team trials there, what, what were some of your experiences throughout the week and, and maybe getting into that championship match when you're bowling Cameron Doyle for the title and, and what was going through your mind and what it means to you to be uh, our, our U.S. national amateur champion right now? Uh, well, you know, pretty much during the whole week, you know, I was throwing the ball pretty well. Uh, you know, I had good confidence, and uh, I think the biggest part of it was I was able to manage the bad games. You know, I think my low game was uh, 185 or 188 or something, you know, something around there. So I was able to manage my bad games and uh, just, you know, keep my head above water and then when I found, you know, some good pairs I was able to you know, I was able to get some big scores. Um yeah, for the uh the step ladder finals, uh, I was able to pick the first pattern uh when I bowled uh AJ Chapman, uh since I was the two seed. Uh I picked a short pattern 
and, and you know, it's a pretty high scoring pattern. So I knew that I was going to have to, you know, have 10 good frames and yeah, I was able to, um, it would shoot 279. Um, and yeah, I still even had to double to shut out AJ. So you know, it was a very, very good match. And, you know, I was glad that I was uh, coming out on top. Uh, uh, moving on to the final match with Cameron, uh, we bowled on a 37 foot. So it's a little bit longer, um, but still kind of in that short, medium range. Um, you know, I, I tend to like to throw it harder. So I was able to use a little bit stronger ball and, you know, stay close to the gutter. And, uh, you know, I just had a couple bad shots in the middle of the game, but was able to settle down and, um, throw three pretty good shots when I needed them. So you mentioned, uh, I want to head back a, a minute to your coaching. When so, when you're coaching a two-handed player, or even yourself, when you find yourself kind of getting in a little bit of a, a funk, you could say, what what's going on, or what can a two-hand... Because everyone... Because all we see a lot of times on TV are the best two-handers in the world, like Jason and, and Oscu and Jesper, and frankly, even putting yourself in that category as, as you know winning the amateur tournament there in Vegas. But what are things that you guys can do or that you specifically do in your game and it gets your game off a little bit? Uh, the biggest thing for me is always timing. Um, I, I think two-handers are always a little bit late, um, just having the... And the shorter backswing and the uh, longer slide through it. Um, but mine, I can get a little bit too late. So I try to get it started as close to my second step as possible. Uh, so when I just have, I just tell myself when my right foot hits the ground, my ball needs to be, you know, moving down into the swing. Uh, that kind of can keep me a little bit slower and I uh, try to get the ball more online. But I think, I uh, definitely think timing is probably. Uh, the number one issue, uh, just getting into the swing too late for two-handers. Hmm. And what about uh, either equipment choices or layouts? What do you typically see yourself uh, throwing uh, you know, differently as far as either ball choices or surface or, or layouts compared with your, you know, your, uh, your one-handed counterparts? I, I am typically using weaker bowling balls. Um, hmm. The asymmetric balls aren't so great for me because they just they burn up so fast. Um, but when I am able to use them, I have to use you know longer pin distances to you know still kind of get it through the front. Um, but surfaces, I pretty much always have surface on pretty much every ball. I mean, I, I always keep one at least one shiny in my bag just to you know just to be safe. But uh, normally I'm having at least 2,000 on, you know, every piece of equipment. And uh, the IT tour is definitely definitely my uh, go-to ball. I can put a little bit more surface on if I need to uh, get it started a little earlier and have a little lane shine or 4,000 on it to uh, get it through the front part a little bit in the uh, later part of the day. Well, yeah, talk about that. What is in the bag for you now? We just, uh, <laughs> just recently finished at Bowling the Bradley, which is a very – challenging demanding condition but what's in the bag for you there and what was also in the bag for you you know even just in general what do you what are you liking in that new in that storm and roto line yeah and the uh the bradley it's always um it's always super tight and you know long pattern a lot of oil so um i had a lock a critical and a menace down there with me um at the bradley and uh, they pretty much all came into play. Uh, the menace, not quite as much, but the lock and the critical were uh, definitely 
um, big factors for my success there. Um, and at, uh, out in Vegas at the team trials, uh, the critical was also uh, in play there with you know the longer patterns on fresh. Uh, the IQ tour I used probably I would say probably half of the games I was able to use the IQ tour. Uh, There's quite a bit of friction in that building, so I was even able to use it on um, you know game two of a long pattern. Um, I also had a, a disturbed. Um, that's what I used in the, the final match against Cameron. Um, and then had a high road as well that I used. Nice. And then the uh, final question I've got for you, uh, Chris, what are you, uh, what do you have coming up here? Are you bowling the USBC masters? What about the spring and summer and how's, uh, how's 2016 looking for you competitive wise? Are you going to be bowling just about every tournament you can get your hands on? Uh, yes, I've taken a little bit of a break since the Bradley, but uh, my next event is definitely the USBC Masters. Um, and then, you know, I'm bowling some mixed doubles. Uh, I'm bowling with Shana Bluhowski down in uh, Arkansas at the Boom Doubles. Um uh, bowling with uh, Mary Wells in the, the Lucy um, Doubles. Um, and then, you know, I have uh, some Team USA events that, you know, I have camp in early July. And, you know, hopefully I can uh, get selected to travel and uh, represent the country and storm. Well, great stuff. All the best of luck, Chris, as you continue uh, your bowling. And uh, by all means, keep us, uh, keep us abreast of what's going on. And we'd love to have you back on again. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for having me.